The Ram Dama's Kingdom by Robert P. Fitton. Episode 3 McGee locates a wounded Colonel Hutchinson. Harry McGee was in his office. He was talking to a client amidst a maze of computerized consoles, most of them totally unnecessary to his work, but they did add to the image of his agency. He leaned forward to the client, a small business owner, unaware of his partner's dealings. And McGee had the ability to convince his clients of his sincerity and goodwill. No, I, of course, could not have all the figures, Mr. Collins. But I can assure you, you're being taken advantage of and you're losing money. I've just shown you how your partner is skimming another 10% off the top of your stock investment. I know, I know, said the man, pressing his fingers into his forehead. The truth hurt. It's all just so disheartening. I mean, when you trust someone. I caught the guy cold with my camera. I don't have to tell you how to run your life, but... McGee was interrupted when the door opened and a slender black man in a bright orange shirt and white pants casually strolled inside. Oh, whoops, he said, doing an about-face. I'll be out in a minute, Bake, he called as the door closed. Just who is that? asked the nervous Collins. Just a friend of mine, forget it, said McGee as he looked at the door and then back at Collins. Now, as I was saying, something should be done about this problem. I'll contact my lawyer this evening, replied Collins. Very good idea, Mr. Collins, said McGee as he stood. I owe you a great deal, McGee, he told him. He rose and pulled out his billfold. Aside from getting at the truth, you've saved me a great deal of money. Just doing my job, Mr. Collins, smiled McGee eagerly, awaiting his payment. No, I'm very grateful. That's why I've included a 25% bonus. I would call that unprecedented, Mr. Collins. Not at all, he said, handing McGee a large yellow envelope. My lawyer will be calling you for the details of the case. I'll turn everything over to him, smiled McGee. He walked around the desk and shook Collins' hand. And you be sure to call me if you have any other problems you need resolved. I'm sure we've taken the first step to get your business back on the right track. I'm sure of it, too. Thank you again, he said as he put on his gloves and coat. McGee opened the door to the outer office, giving a grisly look to Bake. Then he stared out the front window. Hey, that snow is really getting heavy. Time to head south, said Collins. Thanks again. He headed for the door and then finally opened the door. The snow swirled inside for a moment and then he was gone. Baker, cried McGee as he turned to his friend. I didn't know he was in there. Effie, why didn't you tell him? Let me guess, you're in the little girl's room. We ought to just move your desk in there. Plus, we'll put the TV over the sink. It's my fault, McGee. Well, let's just forget it, Bake. I've got a bonus coming from Collins, he said, pulling out the envelope. Two thousand, plus nine in here. Oh, it's my fault, McGee. Well, let's just forget it. Just got a bonus from Collins, he said, opening the envelope. Two thousand plus nine in here? And who was just saying that I wouldn't make any money this week? Well, what about the last three weeks? Smiled Effie, raising her brows. Well, the hell with it. I've got money now. Hey, does that mean you'll be springing for supper? Asked Baker with a wide grin. Don't you make any money over that glorified gymnasium? Health Fitness Center, replied Baker. And besides... I've treated you, like Effie said, for the past three weeks. All right, all right, he said, looking over at Effie. She crossed her arms. I suppose you want in on this deal. 
The beef pit? she asked. I should have guessed, said McGee as he reached for his coat. Before he could put on his coat, there was a loud noise in the back storage room, and then the sound of breaking glass on the floor. The computer inside McGee's office, sensing activity, began making noise. Intruder, intruder, door number two. Get down, he said to Effie. He pulled out his handgun and pushed her to the floor. Computer, stop, he yelled. The hell's going on in here, McGee? Asked Baker, his eyes opening wide. Quiet, demanded McGee. He held the gun upright and took a position next to the storage room door. Baker followed him from behind. McGee! Get back, Bake, get back. Don't worry about me, said his friend. Suit yourself, kid, said McGee. He turned the doorknob and pushed the door open with his foot. You in there! I have a gun. If you value your life, you'll drop your weapons and come out. As he spoke, there was a movement in back. Something was knocked over and McGee heard incoherent mumbling. Being compulsively impatient, McGee spun around the corner and assumed a firing stance. All right, freeze! Baker hit the light button. The lights came on, but no one was around. The door was half open. Its window broken and cold air streamed inside. Did somebody break in? called Effie from the other room. Effie, just stay down! yelled McGee, waving his hand at her as he moved across the storage room. He turned the doorknob and pushed the door open with his foot. You in there! I have a gun. If you value your life, you'll drop your weapons and come out. As he spoke, there was movement in back. Something was knocked over and McGee heard mumbling. Being compulsively impatient, McGee spun around the corner and assumed a firing stance. All right, freeze, he screamed. Baker hit the light button. The lights came on, but no one was around. The door was half open, its window broken, and the cold air streamed inside. Did somebody break in, Harry? called Effie from the other room. Effie, just stay down, yelled McGee, waving his hand at her as he moved across the storage room. Somebody was definitely in back. Several old barrels had been crashed across the cement with a man's feet sticking out between them. McGee held the gun upright as he ran over and pushed the barrels aside. A man in a bright blue space agency jumpsuit was sprawled across the floor and barely conscious. His face was cut and bruised. McGee knelt and read the name on his shirt. Hutchinson, he said. Then he tried to prop up the man's head. Can you hear me? He's out of it, said Baker. Oh my God, exclaimed Effie as she ran around the barrels. Quiet, cautioned McGee, turning to the man. Can you hear me? P.I. His dark eyes opened wide. P.I.? Right, answered McGee. Harry McGee, private investigator. What are you, A.W.O.L. or something? Hutchinson shook his head and spoke as if someone had sandpapered his voice. Hide me! Hide me! Give me some water, Effie, ordered McGee. Is someone chasing you? Need your help. P.I. Framed, he said as his eyes closed again. Framed! Framed for what? yelled McGee. Effie handed him the water, and he threw it across the unconscious man's face. Hutchinson, wake up! Cold water seemed to stir him. Money! I'll pay you money. I have money, said Hutchinson. Hide me. Shall I call the police? asked Effie. Then we can get him to the hospital. No police, said Hutchinson, trying to sit up. Then he drifted out again. You heard him, said McGee. We'll get him up to my apartment. Is that really a good idea, Harry? Baker asked. Oh, you can't talk him out of it, Baker. He heard the word money, said Effie. You might as well try and lift the world on your shoulders than to stop Harry. 
I'm not calling anybody until I know what's going on, McGee told him as somebody knocked on the front door of the outer office. Oh, swell, what now? Please, replied Effie. Just go out there and act calmly, said McGee, relaxed under pressure. Tell them we're closed and you don't know where I am. But what if, Effie, just do as I say, shut the door behind you? The nervous Effie walked toward the other room and closed the door. Standing in the snowy light outside were several well-dressed men. She walked very carefully across the floorboards and opened the door. Yes, can I help you? She asked with a tinge of fear in her voice. Sorry to disturb you, said a man wearing a heavy dark coat. No, please come in from the storm, she said. The four men brushed their feet on the mat and came inside. Now what can I help you with? We're searching the neighborhood, ma'am, he said as he took out his space intelligence agency credentials. SIA, oh my God said the flabbergasted Effie. Just a routine check, ma'am. Don't get upset, said another one of the men as he handed her a photograph. A photograph of the man she had just seen on the storage room floor. Hutchinson was in dress uniform, robust and smiling. This man, he's an escaped prisoner. Prisoner? Yes, ma'am. Have you seen anyone resembling this man? He escaped earlier this afternoon. Why, no. We've been in the office all afternoon. We? asked the man as he became more interested. Yes, uh, my employer, Mr. McGee, is a private investigator. Right, we saw the sign out front. That's why, ma'am, you must be especially aware of anything you might consider irregular around here. This man could come to you seeking information for his cause. Cause? asked Effie, thinking of them in back. What do you mean, cause? That is not important. We just want you to be aware of the situation. Where is your boss? Oh, my boss? Well, he went home for the evening, she lied. Very well. Please inform him of the developments, said the man as he began walking around the office and looking into McGee's back room. Then he looked at the back door. What's back there? Back there? The bathroom, trash, miscellaneous, nothing important, she said as he nodded, and all the men converged on the rear door. You really have no business being in there. The man kicked open the door. The lights were out and the door had been closed and the glass swept up. They had even taped a piece of cardboard across the broken window. When they turned on the lights, Effie could see the barrels had been straightened, and McGee, Baker, and Hutchinson were nowhere to be seen. There's nothing back here, Hector, said another one of the men. I'm sorry for the inconvenience, ma'am. He handed her a card with a printed number. My name is Hector Hernandez. If you hear anything, please call this number. You ask for Hernandez. Hernandez, yes. That's right. Good evening, ma'am, he said, and they summarily filed out behind him. Effie brought them out front. They expressed their apologies once again and stepped into the storm. She waited several minutes before she returned to the back room. Harry? Baker? Harry, where did you go? Join us again next week for another adventurous episode of the Ram Damas Kingdom, Who Is He Who Commands the Masses? Produced by Fitton Theater of the Words.